All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the Colorful Chemistry Kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code COUPLE. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today we have two friends of ours who are so excited to interview because their story is amazing. Will and Charo. That's right. Will Compton, you may know from Bussin' with the Boys, a podcast and show that uh, is all about sports <laughs> and has... It's really fun. You should listen to it. And then Charo, who also has an amazing approach and perspective on life. Yes. They are recently married. So we talk through their dating experience, their engagement, and their wedding. So in the interview, you will notice that Charles is very pregnant with their first little girl and first baby. Um, and congratulations to Will and Charles who have had their baby girl and had an amazing story. Congratulations to your addition in life such as this, which is get, get ready for it. It'll be fun to see how their life has changed since recording this interview. If you wanna find out more about Will and Charo and what they're up to, we'll link their information down below. And before we get into it, please subscribe to the show and give it a rating on whatever platform you're listening on. Without further ado, we bring you Will and Charo Compton. A lot's happened since we last talked. You got yeah. married. <gasps> yes. No, no, you got engaged. Dang. Cause you were telling us off the show that you were getting ready to like buy a ring. Yeah. Wow. Dang, oh I forgot gosh. about that. Well, here it is. That's yeah. so exciting. Yeah, that so is we got wild. engaged, we got married, we got pregnant right away, and now we are 35 weeks along when I say we, my wife is 35 mm -hmm. weeks along. <laughs> it was we before. It, it was we, and I. everyone's yeah. kind of advised yeah. me that kind of shifts over, we over said, time. We always said we, but then yeah. it's- No, the, I say we too. It's also the hard times where I'm like, absolutely not, it's I. It's solo, singular. Well, I think, you know, we have our own story. We don't, yeah, yeah. we just, 
choose to suppress it. <laughs> Will's okay. very much about okay. dad lives matter. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and then I just, yeah, I just kind of sit over here and smile. No, mm. here's the thing, dude. And you're just on the front end of this as, a, as you're entering into parenthood as dads, it's our role. By the way, you got the dad shoes. I do. I got the dad shoes. My dad actually has those shoes. They're like unironically. Yeah. You can buy them at Costco. <laughs> unironically. The yeah. monarchs. The air monarchs. But you can buy Nikes at Costco? I think so. <laughs> I think so. I feel like. I think you can buy those. Mm -hmm. It's our role as dads to like, the wives are the more uh, like, I'll, let me make an analogy. We're the kite holders. And they're the kites emotionally. Like they kind of, you know what I'm saying? And we're just Yeah, the steady. wind blows and they kind of go with the wind. Yeah, yeah. And we just got to eat it, bro. Like yeah. We got to, you know, they're going through all this pregnancy stuff. And I feel like you're digging us a hole. But, I, I, hey, but, but I'm with you. Like we're kind of in control. They're kind of just going with the flow. They're having we more gotta reel it in. Yeah, no. We're growing an actual human being, and you guys are just sitting on the couch eating like burritos. We're blowing no, in the no, wind. Yeah, I don't think that is it. I'll work on the analogy. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I actually feel like it would be completely the opposite. Okay. Yeah. I loved it, but I knew yeah, like you were yeah. saying it. I'm like, I know they're gonna. Uh, like, if anything, okay. we are the anchors, yeah. and you all are just all over the place. So let me ask you this, because this is I'm I'm excited for you guys to look back on this years from now, this interview, and like <laughs> pre kids. I'm curious, what are your expectations? How do you think your life is going to change after you have a kid? You go first. Well, you, s you said the magic word of expectations, and I apparently, we've worked out in therapy, that I just have really high expectations of myself and of people in my life. So my actual job is to like release expectations right now. High expectations is the worst. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be I, therapy. Yeah. She, Charles always needs... The solution okay so what do we do and the therapist is like you don't always need to have the answer yes you, you do just like sit with it yeah <laughs> yes you do. Like, so okay but then how do we and she's like you're doing it right now yeah Damn. um but if i would actually answer that question yeah i i mean it's like we're not we can't be selfish anymore mm -hmm. i think that's kind of the maybe overarching theme like will and i are both selfish in certain ways and we're also selfish with our relationship in certain ways but when there's a baby, when there's a child that cannot care for itself, this new roommate that like all of a sudden shows up in our home and like we have to take care of it, even though we don't know her. <laughs> mm -hmm. But we do know her. I don't know. Um, Wild. It's just such a crazy concept, right? But we have to now think about her and we have to put mm -hmm. her needs first sometimes. I don't know if, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I have no clue, man. Like, I just know how I am. Uh, like with my time and like bussing and kind of we get to do what we want to do. And I know my time management, my organization and like my structure of my days are going to kind of be gone. I feel like. You guys are not I know. I, I'm just well, it's, it's like so it's so fun to listen to because we were there, obviously. And our biggest fear in life was like, oh, we're not going to have that structure. I'm not going to get to work out. We're not going to get to travel the world. And like, I totally get it. And I love watching it because I'm so excited for you guys. Um, but it somehow changes because we now find ourselves at, like choosing not to travel because we want to stay home with our kids, like actively. And it's just, it's really cool. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm for you guys. stoked. But it's like, like last night, I know we were both tired, 
we had long days. We had to do like a baby birthing center thing. And I just, Charles was like side eyeing me a couple of times because I was like on my phone finishing. Like, so I just gotten back from the bus. And I finished herself. She's kind of side eyeing me. And then I'm like, okay, I got to be present for this meeting that, you know, <laughs> learning about how to go to the hospital and everything like that. Yeah, it is. And uh, we get done and we start to watch Netflix. And I like pass out right away. But I, and I was so tired. And then when I got up, I got to take Waffle out, our little cute English bulldog puppy. And I'm like, gosh, why do I got to take her out? And you know, Charles like doing her thing. I'm doing my thing to get ready for bed. I'm like, yo, I'm going to have to do this stuff at all times with the, with the, new, with uh-huh. the new kid. And I'm going to have to, you know, like we'll get over it. Like be a father. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That sounds hilarious, but I'm, I'm speaking, you know, it's just me right now or it's us, but I'm speaking like selfishly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I'm just like, dang, my whole world's gonna kind of like shift. It will, and I could we could I could preach on this for hours. We've done it twice now, so we're in the thick of it. But it changes, and it becomes like not even a thought because you all of a sudden don't have an option, and you love that little baby so much that it becomes easy to a certain extent. Like it's so hard, but I feel like when you wake up in the morning and you're like frustrated at your dog, like, oh, why do you need to go pee? It's like different with your daughter. Okay, because that's good for me to know because I'll, I'll compare Waffle to our little girl coming out. I'm just like, gosh, I hope I, hope I don't <laughs> yeah. feel this way. You know what I mean when my when my daughter's yeah. out, out in the world. You will and you won't because yeah, everyone knows that finding the perfect T-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found Skims while I was pregnant, and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from skims well they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt especially postpartum with a changing body i can guarantee you you won't find a t-shirt like it i love also that skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped they truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want so the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that i'm talking about is an absolute staple i feel like i'm reaching for it literally every day especially nursing with bear It's breathable and soft, and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. I feel like we're talking about expectations and change in a really negative way. Yeah. And it's not all negative. Like, I think people are scared of change because they're scared of loss. So we're scared of losing this time that we have. Like, it's just so open and we can do whatever we want with it. We can go out of town. Um, But there's so much we're going to gain. Right? I mean, we're going to gain this person Mm -hmm. that we love and that we love taking care of. And that's going to be like our, our family, our like our own nuclear family now. And that's like, that's exciting, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. She's, she's mature and deep. She's, yeah. yeah. She's way yeah. more mature than me. What, yeah. what's, the, what's the dynamic here? I'm curious. We haven't ch- talked much, Charles. So it's no. a pleasure to have this conversation. We've heard a lot but. about you. I do remember on your podcast, we were like, tell us about her because yeah. you're getting ready to propose. What is the I'm dynamic? like blushing. I'm getting really hot. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you guys meet? Oh, gosh. Oh, I knew this would get to come up, which is fun because I got to pry at you guys mm-hmm. with your whole situation. No, you freaking you roasted us. That's what happened. Dude, so I did listen Blasted to that podcast yeah. and I laughed a lot. Yeah. So. 
man. Oh, man. Um, in the DMs. Well, I feel like it was, I was almost you, and Will was almost Sean in, in the situation. You were chasing him. You're not really. Up. I mean, Come not on, really. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I did send the first DM. We can, we so, can start it there. Or, it's a crazy full circle. Uh, you're going to start in 2014 or 2015? Wow. 2014. Okay. It was uh, 2014. We were at Dallas. We were playing the Cowboys on a Thursday night game. Monday night football. Monday night football. One of those primetime mm-hmm. games. And cheerleaders don't get to travel, but a few get to go to the away games you know, to support the team or whatever. Because you were an NFL cheerleader at the time. Yes. For which team? For the Washington. then Washington Redskins. Okay. Yeah, Washington. Yeah, a little dicey. <laughs> um, but yes. so Charo travels to the game. I'm just out doing warm ups, doing all of our pregame stuff before you go into the locker room, before you have, you know, the coach calls it up. We're out doing our pregame stuff. And you were playing for the Redskins. I'm playing. Okay. I don't, we don't know each other at okay. all. Okay. Just we don't know painting each other. the picture. I have been cheering since 2010. Okay. It's now 2014. Yeah. And I noticed Charo on the sideline, and I kind of see this girl. I'm like, oh, she's man. wearing regular street street clothes. Oh, okay, yeah, and I'm kind of like, you know, into it, right? <laughs> and you know how you know how dudes are. Like, I like I saw Charo, and I'm thinking like, oh, yo, who is this chick? <laughs> and um, I felt like she was looking at me, but I wasn't <laughs> sure. I'm in all my gear. I'm in my helmet and everything. And this is this is pre veneers. And too. you do the whole eye black <laughs> okay. and everything yeah. too. Yeah, so pre veneers. <laughs> Yeah, I could, those, those are, are Oh, shit. <laughs> Have you not seen Will's old teeth? Oh, no. That's trying to oh, flash him so much. I wish we could pull oh, those up. Yeah. Will's walking around like this. Yeah. Like, hey, check out my old <laughs> This is direct TV. The old stuff was cable television. Okay. It, it wasn't good. And um, I don't know if she's looking at me, but it seemed that way. Because we're all out there on the field yeah. and stuff. And so I'm like, I'm going to st- I'm gonna look at her as I'm like running by to go back to the locker room playing in Dallas. And uh, I run by, and I felt like we were looking at each other. But that... Was it? Were you okay. trying to like? Were you running by like this? Yeah, running by, kind of like looking like, like yo, is she staring at me? And I yeah, thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we made eye contact, but it's hard to tell with their helmets on. Yeah, so that was kind of the end. Kind of running, kind of. And that was it. That was it. That was and I did say to my friend that day, like, "Who's number fifty-one?" She's like, "Oh, that's Will Compton." So she was looking, and uh-huh. I was like, "Oh, I don't know who that is." But we don't know anything <laughs> after that. A year goes by. There's no. I'll, I'm not. I can't, I don't know who she was. She didn't, I mean, she knew who I was, but I didn't know what was happening uh, to where we're trying to like find each other. Right. Mm-hmm. So a year goes by and the next off season, we're doing Alfred Morris's charity event, DC for kids. First of all, I like Dreams for said, kids. I like how he said she knew who I was. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm real confident. I hey, she knew who I was. All right. She could have tried to, you know, reach yes. out or something. Yes. Uh, but the next year, we're at the charity event for Alfred Morris, and Charo was there um, with her at the time, boyfriend. <gasps> his uh, name? Yes, never mind. Whoa, whoa. Oh, I'm just going to say his name was also Will. Yeah. Uh, that's all I was going to say. I thought I was going to be like. No, it wasn't big like that. We just had the same name. Um, and she. But goes, I'm also there in street people clothes, not right. as a cheerleader. Okay. And it's for. Um, um, it's an it's, adaptive clinic for kids with disabilities. Yes. There we go. And Will was hungover. Oh, no. And I was there as a volunteer, so I was helping the kids go through their drills. Yeah, and Charo goes through my drill, and I'm like, yo, who is this smoke going through my going through my drill? <laughs> <laughs> and she's got a she's got her boyfriend with her. She's got a guy with her. 
And during and lunch, you're like, yo, dude, your footwork sucks, bro. Yeah. Like, pick up a <laughs> yeah. And during lunch, there was like a pizza break, and Charles walking, and she had a she had a Pro Bowl hat on, oh. and so my way of trying to like talk to her, I was like, oh hey, where'd you get that Pro Bowl hat? And she was like, the Pro Bowl. Okay. <laughs> and I'm thinking in my head, like, okay, man. <laughs> um, and. Uh, I'm like, did you go, did you like go to the game? And she was like, yeah, I was in it. And uh, I was like, oh, you're in it? She's like, yeah, I cheer for you guys. I'm like, for the uh, for the Redskins? She's like, yeah. I was like, oh, snap. And then we kind of just met right there in passing. The next and day. And the other Will is standing right there. And he's like, he was somewhere well, else. We, it was there. just an innocent exchange of like yeah. six words. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and you shut uh, him down kind of like, where'd you get that? Pro Bowl. <laughs> like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> literally, yeah. the Bible. I, I bought this on on Amazon. <laughs> and the next day, I open up my Instagram. I'm riding with my boy Sean Laval. He was an offensive lineman at the time. Yeah, and I had this DM uh, from Charo, and uh, she had slid in my DMs. I had I had wow. my phone had gotten like a little inebriated the night before, mm. okay. so my phone <laughs> sent that message. Yeah, when I was out late. Yeah, Charo yeah. was out late. And like she, the DM said, <laughs> we're kind of out in ourselves a little we bit. We really are, but we can like clear things up later. For sure. I mean, we're married. We're going to have a kid. It's all yeah. good now. <laughs> um, but she was like, hey, I see you have a, I know I, I see you have a girlfriend. I have a boyfriend, but that doesn't mean we can't be friends. What does that mean? <laughs> what? Yo, coming on strong. What does that mean for a guy? You're making plays for yeah. sure. Yeah, shooting a shot. Yeah, that's yeah. plays. What were you trying to? What were you trying to get from that message? She, I mean, ultimately, probably the relationship I was in was very unhealthy and bad. I will preface it with that. Wow. But um, that's a power. I don't know. Hey, I mean, you say everybody is fair game unless you're married. Yeah, 100%. that you have literally said that, which I don't really agree like, with. She like but. addressed it. She was like, "Yo, we're all dated up, but like, <laughs> let's let's start walking down this path." You yeah, know what I'm saying, dang. And so we get into a couple messages, and we figure out. She was like, "I had saw you. I, I don't. We had said something." She was like, "I was at your game, um, until us or last yeah. year against the Cowboys." And I'm thinking, "Yo, is this that chick?" <laughs> and we her. come to find out, like, it was her. Dang, That's funny. This is romantic. It is romantic. That is really cool. But to get there is like, and then we, you know, we messaged, we end up. But we didn't hang out for months. She wouldn't give me her number. We only DM'd. Yeah, she only kept me in the You're DMs. playing games. She's playing games, bro. I wasn't playing games. So you sent the message. And I then mean, the, she had to make him work for it. Are you kidding? Come on. No, that. At that point, but Will also let's on. be clear. Will literally was in a relationship. Oh, we were on a break. Will oh, had a girlfriend. Oh god. <laughs> wow. But yeah, and so you know, we messaged for a long time before she even gave me her number, um, and then eventually, when she get, she had gotten out of her relationship fairly soon after that, right? Yeah. Then mine was like the next year, and then the wow. next year. No, I waited a very the long next time. Spring, but wow. I didn't actually wait around. Like I did, I was like. Getting over the last relationship, yeah. and then, um, how did you get over the last relationship? What's that process look like? <sighs> That's like a we're going from like funny jokes to like okay. deep okay trauma. I, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I, I just I feel like if you're in a relationship, or when I I was in a relationship with this person for five years on and off, and, and when you're in a relationship for so long, it takes a long time to like unwind it, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, so we were just kind of off and on and i think at the end of it the, the only thing we hadn't tried was like breaking up 
Uh. And it had gotten really, really unhealthy. And it's really hard to see that situation when you're in it, Mm -hmm. I think. So, like, all my friends are like, this is not good for you. Get out of it. End it. And eventually I just finally listened to them. Um, And it was a great decision. It was really hard. But it's weird talking about that person now, like me as that person and my ex, because it was such a big part of my life then. But now mm. it's it's like zero part of my life. It's crazy, isn't it's, it? It's really it's weird. It's nuts that you, yeah. Because you, you were in that relationship, relationship for eight and a half years. Yeah, mine was eight and a half years. Whoa. Yeah, so it was a long time. And it is, it's super hard when you like got to get out of it. And then like, you know, you probably talk to like younger kids or, you know, my little brother mm-hmm. or somebody who you kind of like mentor, right? And they're in like a relationship or you're kind of trying to tell them or kind of give them game on like, hey, it's going to be okay. And, but you just can't teach experience. No. Yeah. You can't give people like the experiences that you went through being like, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like make like getting uncomfortable and doing this. Cause ultimately, you know, it's the right thing, but you're so comfortable in it yeah. that you don't know anything else. And you think about the grass being greener all the time. And then you kind of get an opportunity to be there and then you don't want to. And then you're like, oh man, but what if it's, you know, what if it's not? And then you just right. stay in the situation that you're in right. because you're so afraid to like, get away from what you're used to yeah well you're afraid to start over too because it takes a long time to get to know someone and date them and get comfortable again right. and that like a lot of times people just stay because it's a lot of work too you feel like you waste your time too yeah you're like if i end this like all this you look back on your last few years like i'll look back on like when it was happening in like your six and seven and seven, you're kind of like going back and forth with all of it. And you like think about college, you're like, man, I just don't want to feel like I wasted all my mm-hmm. years in college and stuff like that. And you're like, you like almost, you like climbed another mountain. And like you said, you, just, you don't want to go back down and start over climbing another one. Yeah, yeah. But all those things you learned along the way are so valuable. Absolutely. Which is like what we eventually get to. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've always talked on our podcast. I was in a four or five year relationship before Andrew. It was very unhealthy and, I truly don't think I would have dated Andrew if it weren't for that relationship. So yeah. I, you don't regret it, but you learn from That's it. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Wasted is not the right way to view it. It's not like, uh, oh, that was just such a... Because like, there's good stuff that comes from that. And mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like it's not healthy when you view past relationships as like... Like Sean and I don't talk about our exes all the time because nobody likes that. But like it's, it's like we'll talk about memories of, hey, I went to whatever like mm-hmm. we took this trip and it's not we're not trying to like hide anything i feel like that's a that's a bad way to approach it where you try to act like that never existed right, right? you know what i'm saying like oh that that phase of life just wasn't there mm-hmm. but if you're appreciative for the good that you got out of it to like charles point like there's it's a process of getting to where you are now but how long did you guys date before you got engaged you did um, <laughs> officially yeah, what was it, 16? It was like two and a half years, quote unquote, official of officially dating. Yeah. So you were in a five year, you were in an eight and a half. What? Like you just knew though with Charles. Like, and that, you know, then we're, we're a little older now. Mm-hmm. We have this experience of what, what did not work, right? Of what we did not want. Yeah. And all these insecurities that came along with those things. Um, so I think it was like a certain maturity you reach, perhaps. Because mm-hmm. mm. I didn't doubt it. After two and a half years. Oh, of us getting married? Yeah, of us getting engaged. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like I thought quicker. you were asking about, like, the in-between of the relationships. No, how did you know? Like, because you were in an eight and a half year relationship, but after two and a half years with Charles, you were like. 
Yeah, I mean, it's time to move it. I too like when you're in a a long term relationship and you kind of view your young yourself in a certain way. Like you do, I feel like you uh, you grow through experiences and gain a little bit more wisdom and knowledge. Like with yourself, you're more comfortable with who you are, and um, you kind of just feel like you're in a place to where you're ready to accept stuff like that. Like sometimes I just felt like I I would battle and be in my own head about wanting to do other things right like going and playing in the nfl and you kind of you get caught up in some of that stuff and um i do feel like it's like a level of maturity and char was somebody who you know obviously i was into from a like being attracted to her standpoint but obviously her speaking on this podcast she has like this intellectual and brain capacity that we sit and when we go on our dates and everything like that like we're always kind of talking about things like this so um yeah, I've just. How did you propose? Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationship. I agree. And therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with a therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. Today's episode is brought to you by AG1. Babe, guess what I just restocked our kitchen with? What? Tell me. I'm dying. I literally ordered like 10 full like industrial size bags of AG1. Uh, If you guys don't know, we took it to the 4th of July family reunion with us. And every morning I would find like aunts, uncles, like stealing scoops of it. And we went through bags within a week. We go through quick, whether it's family members or guests staying at our house. This stuff is so good. We recommend it to everyone because with just one scoop of AG1 in your water each morning, you get 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. And for a greens powder, I really think it tastes good. It's like pineapple-y, tropical greens tasting powder. Once you start, it's hard to stop. It really is. And what I love, a lot of my friends have asked me, what's like the elevator pitch with this? And I would say, that if you have any nutritional gaps within your diet, which we all do, this helps fill that. So if you were to take one supplement a day, I would recommend this. It helps with your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, focus, and aging. And to make it easy for you to try, Athletic Greens is gonna give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash eastfam. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash EastFam to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We'll also link it down below. Let's get back to it. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's not like it is awesome, but it's it's just funny because I get super nervous, like getting really like. <laughs> He's nervous right now. Yeah, I get super <laughs> nervous getting like like gooey, I guess, or like, you know, getting like. like feelings. Feeling. Vulnerable. Like, yeah. Yes vulnerable in like a relationship or like 
with Charo or, or getting being, gooey. <laughs> yeah, like that that romantic movie. Are like you I okay? Struggle. Yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> your body language is just like <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm like trying to like be in the moment. Yeah. And um proposing to Charo, I knew I would struggle getting down and being in public in front of people mm. and being, you know, like yeah. a like a romantic style, getting yeah. gooey. <laughs> and uh <laughs> So she had always wanted like a love letter written from me. And I would just always tell her, babe, you're not getting a love letter from me. <laughs> like, I'm not writing you a love letter. <laughs> you're really clear with each other about our expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, like, you know, I'm not going to do that. And she, I didn't think it'd be because she loves cards and she mm-hmm. loves writing. You know what I mean? Like Valentine's Day, she got me a card and had writing and stuff like that. And when I saw the card, I was like, oh, sh- I didn't know. Uh, they ride like a car. I should have rode her a car. Like she loves that stuff. And so when I knew I was going to propose, I was like, oh, I got it. I can help my fear of like being in public and proposing in front of people and like saying stuff. By writing a letter. By writing a love letter. We got there. Because she doesn't ever think I'm going to write her a love letter. Wow. So I sat, I wrote her a love letter. I got these, uh, I got these reservations. She flew in because that was my first stint in Oakland and that was kind of in the back half of the year. So going to Oakland kind of upended what I was thinking about proposing and it was about to be her birthday. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it on like Christmas or do it in some other way. There was a Christmas story in there too, that I kind of just didn't do it then. Um, but the day before her birthday, I took her out to eat and we got this little reservation at the front, like on this uh, restaurant that's right on the street. And we had this table that was right in the front window, just a little two seater. And it was her birthday. And I was like, uh, I got you a birthday present. I pull out this envelope and I hand it to her. It was like a business envelope. (laughs) You got to make do with your resources. (laughs) (laughs) And she opens it up and she starts like reading. I'm like, you got to read it aloud. That's the only um, stipulation for this. She's like, why do I got to read it? I'm just like, read it aloud. So she starts reading it. She doesn't know I'm going to propose. She just starts tearing up. I think up. it's like a birthday card. Yeah. yeah, because she realizes I'm writing her a love letter on her birthday. And then the the last paragraph, that's where I bring it home. And then I kind of move the table aside and I get out on the knee. It was a small restaurant. We get, we move to the side. I get out on the knee and she's crying. And I'm like, kind of like, I'm so nervous. Dang. She says yes. And we just have the best time. That's great. Yeah. You did it towards the beginning of dinner or the end? The end. The very end. I think that's the play. Yeah. Really? But how nervous were you leading up? Bro, my heart was <laughs> Like the whole dinner? <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like it would almost be easier to just do it at the beginning. No, but then what do you talk about after? You're just like, oh, I can't believe we did it. It's okay, just like I'm going to have the that. steak. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's better. Yeah. It is. I, I just feel like you'd be so nervous the whole time. Just, yeah. Oh, I was, man. My, my answer's sweating now telling the story. <laughs> like, wow. just the story. Yeah. Are you okay? yeah, someone it. someone asked like why do why do you get nervous for proposing? Because you guys you like you there's no question that she was probably gonna say yes, right? Like I don't know, man. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I well, like so the nerves don't come from the fifty fifty. It's do the it's, nerves come from guys genuinely being like nervous will say no? Or is it like the nerves of commitment or the nerves of like the gesture? Like where do the nerves come from? I, it's gotta be the gesture, right? I mean, obviously the commitment, I feel like does play into it. Um, just being very about real that, about it. Like beforehand, like clearly you think about the, yeah. the commitment beforehand. So I feel like it's the vulnerability. 
Yeah. So like, like I'm going to talk gesture, about these like feelings. Getting into, I mean, it's like going into like, you know, your first game and you're just so super, you're like really nervous about mm-hmm. performing a big performance. Like, you know, you, you've been planning on it and expecting it and all this other mm-hmm. stuff, but leading up to it, you're still like in your own head about it and you kind of got to like zoom out to get out of the nerves. But I feel like that's kind of a, a comparison it's a good sports from a, metaphor. Yeah, from, really a, from enjoy, a jock. Enjoy yeah. those. It, was better, it was better than my analogy earlier. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> the kite. But I, I don't know. It's like it's like one, you do it one time, so it's it's the gravity of the situation where you're like, oh dang, this is it. This is the one. Like I, I I'm proposing right now. So my one shot. You know, I don't know. I feel like it's not the nerves that come from. Is she gonna say yes? It's like this is a life changing moment. Yeah. Do you think there are like proposals out there where it's like well, I don't know what she's gonna say? <laughs> Probably. Man, if that is true. That's tough. Could you imagine like proposing and being like, no? Saying no. Yeah, Did you ever think she was gonna say no? No. No. No, but I also don't know. Like I, I think sometimes I'm like uh, overly optimistic too. So. <laughs> I like that. I'm with that. You're a glass half full always. Same. We had been dating for like yeah. two and a half years, so. I feel like if it is within a few months or something or the first yeah, year, then, then like maybe you think awesome. about it. Like, you know, is she, is she actually thinking that? Yeah. Is she going to be ready for this? Yeah. But that would be tough, man. It's like, hey, let's just put this, let's just shelf this for a little bit. Yo. Yeah, that, that would, that would hurt the ego a little bit. Oh, yeah. I feel like getting engaged is kind of something that maybe you should talk about, though, before you get engaged. Yeah. Like, that just symbolizes you're communicating and that you're. Yes, have a healthy relationship. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. She's emotionally healthy. Yeah. What's your background, Charo? What? How did you get here? Did you did cheerleading for how? How did I years? get here? I cheered in the NFL for five years. Before that, I danced pretty, like pre professionally, I suppose. Um, I was an accountant. I was a tax accountant for seven years, simultaneously with being a cheerleader. Wow. Um, and now I work at Bar Three. So a fitness company nationwide, worldwide. Um, and I just got a new job within the company. So I'm pretty pumped. Whoa, That's sick. awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Hey, hang on, though. She was a tax accountant making solid money. Mm-hmm. And she left her corporate tax accountant job because she had, like, a passion to do, like, bar three. That's yeah. awesome. And, like, help open a franchise and, like, be a, a manager. They were, like, top five in the country. Why, why do you like it so much? Why do you care about it so much? Why do I care about bar three? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, dance is my first passion. So dance, mm-hmm. I've loved dance since I was a really little girl. And I'm sure you can really relate mm-hmm. to this type of um, like mindset. I really wanted to be a professional dancer. And I think the choice came when I was going, had to choose college or dance. And I chose college. Um, I don't know if that was the right decision looking back on it. But I mean, obviously, it's taken me to where I am right now. So it was a, it was the decision that has made me who I am. Um, but so dance is always my first love. Right. And I went the accounting route because I have a logical mind and I loved math and, you know, everyone needs an accountant, right? That's Mm -hmm. what people say. So I got into the business school and I studied accounting and I liked tax accounting, which is (laughs) strange. Um, so I got a job in tax in the time in 2008, which is really, Mm -hmm. um, tough times for a lot of college grads, I think, to get jobs. So I had a job lined up before I even graduated. And I was like, great, I'm set. I'm going to be a tax accountant. I'm going to work at a big four. Um, so I worked in public accounting for a while. And then, you know, I'd show up to work every day and I would stare at spreadsheets and I would like make numbers appear out of numbers and I would file tax returns. And 
it just wasn't very fulfilling for me mm-hmm. personally. That was my experience with it. So at the same time I was cheering, which, you know, I was very spread thin. I, I have no idea how I managed my time back then. Cause at this point I'm like, I'm going to go to bed at nine. And back then I went to bed like at 1am after practice. Oh my gosh. Wow. And then I wake up and go to work and then I work out. Like I just do so many things within one day. Um, but then when I retired from cheerleading, Five years later, I was like, I'm going to need something to feed my right brain because I love dance so much. If I just have to go to my office job and like literally just make numbers out of numbers, <laughs> then I am going to it's not going to be great. I'm going to feel very unfulfilled mm-hmm. and unsatisfied. So that was when there was a bar three studio opening around the corner from my house. And I reached out to the owner on Facebook and I was like, hey, I'd love to come teach for you. Um, I had taken bar three classes before and they really kind of filled that void for me mm-hmm. of like movement and exercise and music and just all of it combined um like just wellness feeling good because that's kind of what dance is it's movement to music um got the job and really lobbied her heavily to hire me full-time as her manager and she did so I took the job left my accounting job didn't look back and you know people kept saying you can always go back to tax and I didn't really like that because it's like I don't want to Mm -hmm. like I lived in D.C. at the time and everyone kind of in that in that city, it's very the question is very much, what do you do? Mm -hmm. Um, And depending on how you answer, that's kind of how they value you. So since I was a professional back then, I was an accountant. I could say I'm an accountant. I have like a prestigious job. Um, But then after that, I wasn't saying that anymore. I was saying I was I was saying I'm a fitness studio manager. I work at a fitness studio. And I I think for a while I didn't. I had to like validate it, but I used to be an accountant, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. Um, but now I'm like, I work in fitness studio and like, I don't care what you think about me. Like, I don't care if you think I'm smart or if you think I'm a sellout or if you think I'm, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. There's just such a perception of different career paths and it took me a while to create my own worth there. Where do you think like being a, Pro podcaster, <laughs> dude. Time. Podcast. I love that you said you put a pro. You guys are pro podcasters. Hey, you're not just a, a fitness studio manager now. You're a franchise operations. Let's go, Charo. That was a lot of talking for me. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, that's what it's. That's what um, podcasting is. I know, right? But uh, I think podcasting. No, to answer your question though, for real, like podcasting is it. This is where all the conversations are being had right now. It's interesting. Well, here's what I like about what we do is, first of all, like you got a guy like Will, who, by the way, since the last time we had a conversation with Will on a podcast, Bustin' with the Boys has just blown up. Yeah. The freaking boys. Yeah. And you were like, and I remember that time you're like, hey, man, like you can do this thing, you know, no matter how it takes shift. He's like, you're like, you know, I know you depend and lean on and want to count on everybody, but you were always somebody who was like, you know, you can do this thing. Well, you were in a better situation football wise than I was, but I saw that you loved the podcasting and you're like, I want like, I kind of would be into doing it full time. I'm like, you can freaking do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah, now yeah. you signed with Barstool. Mm-hmm. Got, Cause Taylor was playing time. football and yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff would be kind of up in the air on like, yeah, yeah. cause at that time we didn't have a lot backlogged during the library and you were like, Hey man, like you can do this thing too. Like if you went full time, like you could do this thing. But yeah, I don't, I don't forget that bro. But it's like his show. I don't mean to, like, it's, it's mostly, like, bros. Like, it's like a bro. It's, it's like very the boys. It's the boys. It's the boys. <laughs> Sean to this day has been the only girl that's been on the bus. Seriously? I don't like Is that. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. 
You gotta change that. I know. I do. Want, I do want to change that. But when you were reaching out to like my network, you're I about can't to be help a girl this. dad. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to be a girl dad. dad. I know. Gotta bring they, all the girl. And Taylor's just a girl dad as well. Exactly. Damn, just crazy. a girl dad. <laughs> just a girl dad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got two daughters. I get it. But nobody gets to see the gooey side of Will, and it's I think true. it's actually important because, like, no matter how much of a bro you are, like. You might have a girlfriend. You might be gooey sometimes, and I think it's good to see that every <laughs> every now and then. And like, I think you set a good example together. You guys are a freaking mm. great couple. Let's so go, like, baby. but what are your thoughts on being a girl dad while we're on the topic? And I'm stoked when it first happened. <laughs> I <no>, stuck <laughs> when it we first got news. I was convinced that little William Earl Compton the fourth. <laughs> Was coming, <laughs> and when it was pink, dude, I was I was bummed that it wasn't a boy. I did. I had to like comfort him. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, and I, I even said because I knew they're like they were gonna film us and stuff. I was like, babe, like you know, I want a boy, and I'm not gonna be like everybody who's just happy <laughs> that they're figuring oh. out their kid. Like I'm like, if it's not a boy, I'm probably gonna be bummed, and I was bummed at first, but. With 100% confidence, I think I am actually more excited about having a daughter now because I see the girl dads out there and I don't know. I don't know if it's I'm growing like I've just accepted the fact that I'm having a daughter, but I feel mm -hmm. like I like being around Wynn and Willow, Taylor's daughters, mm -hmm. and I just see the girl aspect. I'm just like, they seem a lot more fun at this age than having like a boy. Mm -hmm. so the boys are look they're they're a little rowdy now. <laughs> Especially little William Earl the fourth. Yeah, yeah, that boy yeah. be. And I just know I you're like uh you'll be better. It's better for you to have a girl. It's better for her to have a boy. And I do think it'd be good for me to have like a like a little girl. So I, I'm very excited. Uh look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We were talking about this the other night, but like, next go around. Stop doggy it. Style. Stop it. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! He's like, stop, no, doggy stop. He kind of whispers it. That's how Jet's here, man. That's how. You know, it's not. Hey, let's go. It's, not it's a thing. It's a thing. What do you say? It's say? not scientifically, it's not scientifically proven. proven. I think there's numbers. I think there's stats. There could be the numbers. It, could, it might not be 100, percent but it could be numbers. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's not 100 percent shooing, but I think there is some science i think there is some science i've read that where it's the doggy it's as it's as deep as possible <laughs> oh my oh, because i'll tell you why and this is it, hey, is this not a podcast? it's a podcast called couple things like we're trying to put couples on game <laughs> yeah, there's some dads out there that are probably or some guys out there that are probably watching like, i got right, three we need. i got three girls i need a boy like yeah here's your advice or the girls watching can be like hey honey, like you always say this i was listening to a couple things <laughs> And because the male sperm swims quicker, but the female sperm live longer. Mm. See? So mm. the closer you are, oh, the better gosh. chance you have for a boy. Because mm. if you're farther away, 
are not the most ideal position. <laughs> the women sperm live longer, and clearly they'll probably be smarter getting there. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to jump I back did. real quick before we go down any Hopefully further. Hopefully that makes the cut. Hopefully that's yes. just the episode. Um, that's real talk, though. That's, that's, hey, that's what you hear in the locker room. It's like, yeah. dog. What you hear in the locker yes. room. Yes. I'm just saying. They're just talking just about make it. Okay. Up. I didn't just but say Sean, that. But the, the dudes who are like, trying for a kid, they'll be out with their phones and we'll be in hot tubs and realize, oh, hey, guys, we got to get out of the hot tub. If you're trying to have a kid, you can't be in the hot tubs. Yeah. Very true. Like a real thing. Yeah, you got to watch true. the sperm count, man. Yeah. yeah. And you better wear the the uh, the briefs and not the boxers, right? right. Or no, you, switch. Boxers is better. Boxers, boxers are better. You don't want it snug. Yeah, yeah it's a little more. Yeah. You want it like loose. You want it comfortable. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm and stop breathe. riding bikes. Huh? Stop really? riding bikes. Bikes is not good. It like cinches your... Yeah, Ooh. it's like... Because huh. think about the seat right where it... See, this is... Yeah, I know it's funny and like, oh man, I can't believe we went there. It's real though. This is real stuff. Need to do a podcast on the best practices. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) educating the masses. The thought I had was, I said earlier, I think a a girl is better and for you and a boy, but I only the only reason why I said that is when I had, we didn't find out what our daughter was, so it was a surprise when we had her. It was crazy. We thought we were having a boy. Um, and we had a girl. Same thing though. I like popped. I, you're like hoping it's like a boy. You just a dad. You want a boy. Yeah, you so, want a little you, man. So I was like checking like when she was Stop. born. And I was like, no, but you're. I was hyped, but you're looking. We got Andrew back. Like, like, we got him in his locker room personality. Hey, yeah, you, you did. <laughs> However, it was it was really cool, and it's been really cool over the past two years. Um, I feel like a girl challenges me a lot more because I see myself in her. I see everything I went through as a girl in my daughter. And I felt like pressure from day one to almost try to figure out how to raise her to be better than I was, to be like a stronger girl and a stronger like advocate and voice and like just like a a really strong girl. And I just feel pressure with her. Whereas like when we had our son, I'm just like, you're my boyfriend and I'm just in love with you. That's (laughs) it. I don't like I can't see anything in his life, but it's really cool to witness Andrew raise a girl because just like you, you guys are so, like, you're such strong men. And, like, your beliefs and your values and, like, it's just really cool to see you share that with a girl, I'm I think. A, I'm a stronger man, though. Physically stronger, okay. I think. You might be. I've seen your videos now. I see how you get down in that basement. Yeah, sorry. I ruined the moment. You I did. Apologize. That was really, that's really cool, though, because I, I, I do agree with that. It's like whether it's philosophy, like we were talking about uh, JP earlier, like Jordan Peterson, like all this stuff that you get into. And yeah, you, I mean, you were an Olympian. You perform at such high levels. Like there, there definitely is. Like I do, I feel like I can say that I would probably be different with mm-hmm. the girl and the boy just because I would want the little uh, Liam is what we we're going to call him. Little Liam, I'd want him to be better than me. And I would want to instill everything mm-hmm. I know now into him sooner before he gets to my age. So he doesn't, you know, whether it's make the same mistakes or he understands sooner, but I, yeah, I like that. Cause I, I would feel pressure. Mm-hmm. But didn't you say earlier, you can't teach experience. You, you can't, can't, but it's, it's, but yeah, it's hard it's like the to, innate. You got a good quote. You can't read the directions when you're inside the box. Yeah. I was, yeah, that's true. So it's hard to pull your, like when you're in the box, you can't see it until you're like, you can't teach experience. And then you're like, okay, yeah, I got to zoom out a little bit, yeah. but it I would can be see tough. that though. I have not thought about that in respect to, to raising a girl, but yeah, you might be putting on pressure pressure on her now. Now I'm like feeling the pressure. No, <laughs> I will say though, there is is it's so special no matter what. Are you kidding? It's yeah. your babies, and 
my girl is my girl. She's yeah. my little girl dude. I love it. And we definitely have a different bond than I think our son, my son will ever. It's just different. It's just different. It's awesome. So yeah. let me give you the timeline of how the kid thing is paying out for us. First four months, grind. <laughs> it's a grind. <laughs> like you enjoy every second of it, but like it's work. Like with you and little waffles. And then they'll like start crawling. They're a little mobile, like six months. Six months, six months to a year, like crawling, moving around. You get hyped about that. But just now, like Drew's two and a half. And I was in the gym today, like wrestling her, playing around. And she's like, she has like awareness to be playful. So it's like, she's kind of has another layer of reality that she's able to be playful with now. Yeah. And dude, it's just like every step gets better and better. So, but you got to make it for the, through the first four months. Grind not the first yeah. four months. Well, you got okay. It. No, Last thing, because that's daunting again. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> but sometimes you need the truth. <laughs> Set me up, anchor me in. Like, oh man, it's gonna be a grind. And then when it's not as bad, oh, it wasn't as bad as what I was thinking. I will say this: before we had Drew, because we were like the first of our friends to have kids, every single person told us like, oh, why so early? You're gonna lose like your freedom. You can't travel. All these things. It was all pessimistic, and it was all like negative expectations. And I can truly say it's the greatest thing that has ever happened to us in our entire Having life. Having kids? Yeah. No, yes. Yeah. It's made us closer. It's made our relationship stronger. It's made just how we view life better. It's truly the greatest blessing in the entire world. It is amazing. So when you say it's made you two stronger, I, f I feel like, you know, you get mixed experiences. Mm -hmm. Like some people, they kind of grow f apart because maybe the mom is getting what she needs from the baby or they're just, you know, you're so focused on the baby, you don't give each other intentional time. So how have you guys practiced so that? We actually learned that on this podcast from a different couple, like a um, an older couple. And they said the most important thing to remember when you have kids is that you two are always each other's number one. And then your kids are your number one, if that makes sense. Collective number one. Collective number one. So... You always have to remember you're better parents when you're stronger together. And it's so easy with kids. Like you said, if you get in an argument to go get your like love and your cup filled from your kid instead of your husband or your wife. And if you always remember to like make each other a priority, then you guys are teammates and you can like fight off the kids. If that makes sense. So I, 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 do, <laughs> I do think there's a little bit of a perspective that we have where it's like Sean and I versus the kids. Like not, not <laughs> yeah. like aggressively, but it's like, yo, we freaking, it's us and them and we're figuring you guys out. I it's not like individual. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I say that though. And this is, it's so good. I don't want this, any of this to come off wrong. I say that because the day we went in to have our daughter, um, my biggest fear was that I was going to lose my husband because there was going to be a kid to almost like wedge between us. That was my biggest fear. And so we almost like made a pact at the hospital. We we're like, no matter what, you are my number one. And it's us versus the kids. <laughs> and it's actually yeah. made yeah. it better yeah. because we enjoy like our kids more. I feel like that could be one of your bigger fears. I haven't articulated it like that, yeah. but. It, yeah. it makes sense because you've never shared your husband with someone. And totally. I mean, I, I, yeah, I haven't. And. It's another person that you're going to like split your husband with for the rest of your life. And they terrified me. It was like, what if he loves our daughter more than he loves me? 
And yeah, so, I, like, I think Will loves Waffle more than he loves me. So. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> I do love that bulldog, though. Yeah. So I think with kids, we just, we've just made a pact and we've worked on it. And it's hard, but we've worked on it to make sure we prioritize each other. Are there fears at this phase for you? I mean, you're asking someone who's like about to go into labor soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask that question. Uh, um, we talked about our fears with our doula the other day, but I'm not so much scared of the, the pain. I'm really scared of my expectation managing, like knowing myself. That's mm-hmm. what I'm scared of. Um, but then that fear too. I mean, also just like you take this baby home and it's like, all right, what now? <sighs> just a lot of uncertainty and unknown. Yeah. But that really, you, you're really, it's, there's, when I bring myself out of it, it's like, there's nothing to be scared of. No. Literally every human on earth has been born. Question. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't even have to make the podcast, but you said doula. Are you doing home birth? We're not doing home birth. We're doing a birthing center though. Yeah. Great. So. Home births really scare me. Is that a tough no, it terrifies me. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm like first birth. Definitely Doing, uh, don't do not want to. Like you can you can totally do natural, but like have a doctor on the side just in case. Oh, yeah, man. no, our, we're gonna, gonna be in a birth center that has a doctor. Amazing. Yes. Yeah, bro. I like best of both worlds. Like, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. What do you want to do, babe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like this and that, but that's what you don't want. You gotta. <laughs> You know, was, we were talking with our doula about the epidural, and um, bro, you get it, dog. And like, she's like, "Okay, if you say, like, if I say that I want the epidural, how many times do you want me to push back? Do you want me to like remind you that you don't want it?" And I was like, "You know what? Yeah, push back a little bit." Like, she's like, "Okay, I will push back three times." I was like, "Okay, this is great." And then we go. She's like, "That's what I will do as the doula." Will, what will you do? And Will's like, "I'm not gonna let her have it." <laughs> Uh, well, she you don't get it, was like, you, don't get you know, it, I, I know it's emo- it's probably going to be emotionally hard on you, Will, seeing her. I'm like, yeah, she doesn't want the epidural. We're deciding that right now. Like, I'll be able to push her through. I, I, that it's different, though. Game day is different. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Everything's I think Andrew was pushing me to it. get the epidural. Really? Yeah, because I was like, absolutely not. I have that same mindset, though. Oh, you were pushing her and she said no? Not to, no, pretty much. I was just like, we had a game plan. On so game like, day, he so, was saying, get it. Game day. Yeah. On, on day of, I was like, whatever she says goes. But like, I definitely have more of the natural tilt where it's like, yo, we committed to not getting the epidural. <laughs> That's what you wanted beforehand. And I had to like really push myself to be like, all right, she needs, she's clearly in a lot of pain. So let's, I'm going to let her ride so this out. But. Our story was, I was set on nothing i was not doing epidural i wasn't doing medication nothing i wanted to do it completely natural she tapped out quick i tapped <laughs> no no my bad my bad not like that i don't want to do a lot excuse of stuff. me thinking, excuse me i made it 27 <laughs> hours okay that is a very long time <laughs> i did not tap out quick. i made it 27 hours my bad continue thank you <laughs> thank my you bad. <laughs> i tapped out wow. at 27 wow that's amazing. Okay. What were you saying? <laughs> what were you saying? She tapped out real quick. That's all I had to say. Okay. We could keep you guys here forever. I'm not done yet. You're not done? No. Is Are you done with football? <laughs> hey, never say never, man. <laughs> so you got the phone ready? I mean, my, my focus going into this year is not the same as like years past. Like, 
I don't close the door all the way, but I do love what I'm doing with Bustle with the Boys and expanding kind of like the media and personality stuff that we get to do. And then obviously becoming a father. I feel like being 32, going on 33, having nine years, there's there's just not a lot of stress for me at all to like have some decision. And I'm not going to train like I'm going to go to an off season or something like that. Like I was, we were actually talking about the other night and I'd probably be down to like play at the end of the year again. If, if that situation presents itself, and sure. you know how it is, like, again, I'll be 33 at that point. Not a whole lot of film the last couple of years. So you don't even know if I'll get the opportunity to. But I think to say, like, yeah, I'm done. I'm not going to do it again. Um, you know, the last few years, I feel like I've kind of said that. I just don't want to put myself in that box. Because you just don't know. I w- I'll be ready to play. But I'm more excited to do everything else than play football. yeah. yeah. First of all, your your whole stint with Oakland was like, I mean, what a roller coaster. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just got signed by Oakland. Next Instagram post. All right. That's from from your playbook. Oh, bro, that's my my MO. Yeah, you would go around and talk about your journey and situation. At what point did the NFL become plan B for you? Oh, um, I would say, man, a little bit the year I had you guys on. That day... The Jets had called me mm-hmm. to I want remember. to bring me out, and I, right I was like, "No, nah, I don't want to." And then the Saints, and then you got the, the Saints called, Dang. and then I think I I didn't answer my agent's call that day, so that way I could do the podcast. That's what that. no, uh, wow. it was either that they're they, I think they were the Jets. Thank you, Charles. Yeah. Oh, you didn't. Pick Jets that, or right. Saints, but yeah. Well, Barstool was a different time, and we had a meeting with Barstool because yeah. they wanted to talk about bringing us on their network. And uh, I really wanted to meet with Barstool, so I didn't call my agent at all back that day. And then I called late at night, like, hey, put me on the next flight in the morning. Um, I was, you know, working out or I didn't, I just got to my phone type of thing. Yeah. So that way I could focus on, but yeah, I would say that's, so that, year. that's the, that was the mental where I was like, I'm going to skip off season as much as I can. <laughs> and uh, that point I did want to play. I wanted to play that year, right. but the next year, the the years after that was was all this. It, the last two years have been kind of like icing on the cake with it all. And it's good for like legit. This is it sounds so service level to say, but it's like it becomes more of like the storyline of like, oh, this is it's. Whereas previously it was like I need to go do this tryout and make the team. It becomes more of like a hey, this is gonna be interesting to see how this pans out. And like yeah. either way, it's gonna be a fun story to tell, like on the podcast or on right. the, with the boys. It's like right, which is such a better and to bring it full circle, like to parenting, I think having that perspective, like as you approach where we got trained with it in football, but with parenting, it's like going to be so tight, uh, easy to want to have like a tight grip on how the birthing uh, experience is going to go or like how the schedule with the sleeping is going to go or how you're going to feed them and what food like, but like having almost like a, like a little looser grip of like, Hey, it's, it's going to be okay. Like this, I don't need to force this is yeah. I think such a important lesson that I've learned through my career and then for sure parenting where it's like we have such a tight grasp of what plans we want to force into, into making a reality. But like it's actually kind of fun to just sit back and enjoy the ride, see how it, see how it rips, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, no, I agree, man. I, I'm excited. But, and the, it's funny because I feel like we just had that conversation the other night about playing. Mm-hmm. And it's more along the lines of like, don't be so committed to to something that you wouldn't take a better situation. And so I feel like if I commit myself to saying I'm done mm. and then the situation to arise, it's like, well, am I really done? Cause the last couple of years I've kind of said the same thing, like, Oh, I'm done after this year. And then usually I kind of get into it or yeah, something happens. Where I just, for like five years, 
Yeah. No, the, the year when I started the podcast, I would kind of say this is probably going to be the last year. And then in Oakland, I got to play, like I got to start. So then it kind of revamped getting an opportunity for film. Because if I would have just played special teams and back up the rest of the year, and I just would have been a, a service guy the rest of the year, yeah, I probably wouldn't have got to play anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. The only reason that the Titans and the Raiders wanted me back and then I got an offer from the Titans is because I was able to put more game film out there. Bro, I was dying at the post you had when you got signed and it was like your neck all cranked up. Like <laughs> I was your your Instagram posts are <laughs> wild, bro. <laughs> anyway. I I have uh, I have fun on social media. It's good. Uh I have to let them go. You're we gonna keep go? them for like an hour and a half. We'll have do you watch Bustle with the Boys? I do. Like sometimes we'll, sometimes we'll, go, we'll go around two hours. Yeah. Two, two and a half hours. I'm gonna ask this question. If you wanna keep going, you can keep going. Okay. Okay. Your best piece of advice we'll you've been given podcast. or would give about relationships? Say that again. Your best piece of advice you've been given or would give about relationships? Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Man, we've had a wild few weeks, and we just got back from a week-long family vacation. Our floors are getting redone. We're leaving for a really fun project we're excited to talk to you guys about later. It feels like the things never stop. Yeah, I know. It's been, um, to say the least, chaotic and crazy. But thanks to BetterHelp, speaking with a therapist has been super easy no matter where we are. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's honestly been our go-to. I've been able to chat online with a therapist thanks to them. Reminder to take care of yourself or else you won't be able to take care of your family. And BetterHelp can play a part in that. BetterHelp is also much more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Couple Things listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash eastfam. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash eastfam. We'll also link it down below. So you go. what the advice I was given <laughs> and that I would give is therapy going to couples therapy my teammate uh quincy and nunwa um shout out quincy he was on the jets i played with him at nebraska what's up is there a phone ringing it's literally a phone ringing what is this oh it's your call i'm dialing somebody, somebody. who am calling? i calling you butt dialing someone? i just butt dialed somebody that how did that happen thing anymore I how is that possible butt dial from an iphone <laughs> when somebody's like oh sorry i butt dialed you i'm like how Wait, like but you just heard that live yeah. 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 <laughs> sorry and uh <laughs> But Quincy, um, he's somebody that's very much into like therapy and and his wife is a therapist. Reading, yeah, his wife's a therapist, and he's just somebody who's got, I feel like, a lot of wisdom that I look at, and he's a, one of my friends that I kind of like look up to, right? And um, we have a group chat that we've had since Nebraska. It's called the Island, where a lot of there's like nine of us Nebraska players in it. And Quincy was just advising all of us to go to like couples therapy. He's like, I think you guys should do couples therapy. It's like the best thing if you guys plan to get married, pre- whether it's premarital counseling. I would advise you guys just do couples therapy just to do it. And that's when I had uh, I had brought it up to Charo, and we started going to therapy. And I feel like therapy's been such a good thing, a beneficial thing for us individually as a couple. To where I talk, like, I'll, I'll talk about it. Like, I'll go to the locker room and be, hey, you guys should go to couples therapy. Like, I'm telling you, it's not like, like, you'll get over the hurdles of, like, the fears that I feel like guys would go through going into therapy, being a guy and just speaking from a guy's standpoint. Um, but, man, I think, like, therapy, man, mm-hmm. having somebody at a third party to kind of give you perspective and stuff like that, because I feel like it, it's helped 
Char and I out tremendously. So that would be my answer. Go ahead. Good luck topping that. <laughs> well, to kind of tie into your answer, my oh, former boss yeah. at my Bar 3 DC studio, um, her name's Licia. We were sitting and getting a pedicure one time. Sometimes we would have meetings in interesting places. And uh, I was kind of venting to her about my last relationship. And she said to me, relationships should feel like work in the way that bar three feels like work. And that was like a, like a light bulb for me because I love bar three and it really filled me up to go to work each morning compared to my accounting job. And talking about therapy now with Will, I was really excited to jump into therapy with Will and do the work with him and like have hard conversations and get vulnerable. And I remember I went to therapy one time with my ex and I didn't want to do it. I just, I had such negative stigma. I'm like, this is stupid. I have, there's nothing to gain here. I don't want to do this work. So it was just very much like, yeah, relationships are going to take work at times, but it should feel like work in a really positive and fulfilling way. And that's kind of like how I've measured the sick, like the health of our relationship now, which is amazing. Dang. I'm just putting this out there. I feel like bar three should let Charles needs a podcast. Man. <laughs> She's deep, bro. She got deeper thoughts than I, I'm telling you. She was all nervous. I was like, babe, just be yourself. Like, how'd you feel like it went? Your yeah. first podcast. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to have to listen to my voice later on a, mm-hmm. on a, I will say that's always hard to hear your own, to hear yourself talk. Mm. It makes me cringe. No, that's the hardest part. Oh, I can't, I can't. Everyone tells you you have a great voice. Which helps, gives me like affirmation, like, okay, like I feel better about myself. Dang, I never noticed that, but now that you pointed it out, he does have that that deep raspy, like microphone I think his friends used to make fun of him for his voice. Yeah, so there was, you know. Tough upbringing with, you know, with, the, with the voice growing up and the teeth that I had. You have to look back, man. Just type in Will Compton Washington. You know, that's, I had him during that time. Uh, but yeah, that's always the worst part, kind of hearing your voice. Mm-hmm. And then uh, thinking about everything you kind of say. Like I was listening to some this morning while I was here. What am I just going and talking more? I like this no. part. I like this part. No. I was um, I'm looking it up. Uh, Will Compton, Washington. <laughs> yeah. You'll see it. it. It'll be, I mean, it'll be right there. You can't miss it. it <laughs> Look at her, she's not. <laughs> it's right there at the top. That was the photo I was thinking of, too. Is it the one being the though, practice jersey? St- st- still cheesing. Oh, no, no, it's a me cheesing. <laughs> you kind of, you're kind of <laughs> thick boy back then, too, huh? You had oh, a really thick says neck. That, man. I, yeah, I had a 20 inch neck, not to. <laughs> <laughs> you measured your neck. 1920. I was 1920 back then. Now I'm like a 17, 17. And a half. You're so stupid. Oh. <laughs> But I was listening to something this morning. Uh, it's girth. Do you ever listen to videos like while you work out? Or are you just oh, yeah, music? 100%. No, yeah. So I was listening to, um, it was a Kobe Bryant one. Mm. And he was talking about himself and some mm. of his growing pains and everything else. And he's like, at the end of the day, you just got to get out of your own way and, and get over yourself. Like thinking, because we'll, I mean, we're all, we all podcast. We probably overanalyze some conversations or stuff we say. It's like, oh man, this is, this can really define us forever. Mm-hmm. And you might look back on old stuff. I, I don't know how much fun you guys had telling those stories on the bus, right? Hilarious, bro. At the time, maybe you're like, oh, man, I don't know if I want that. Out. Let's, like, let's just say yeah. you guys thought that way at the time. But now, being a couple years removed, like you see nothing really, mm-hmm. nothing goes on and damages you like you think it might in the moment. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like getting over yourself from that aspect that like not everyone cares or thinks yeah. about you as much as you think they do. I agree with you with caveat that 
there are some things that you could say that yeah, would yes. for sure really derail the the ship. But yeah, yeah I, no I don't doubt, think yeah, uh, yeah, you'd have to go down a real different path to make that. <laughs> right. happen, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Ross, I'm just gonna I'll close with this. Mm. I'm gonna send uh, USFL. I sent in the application, oh, bro. What? I'm trying to come back. You're trying the to make a US, big, the, the US, US football. Did you really? I think I just like a, a job There's application. A it's like a. <laughs> yeah, I'll send it a, to you, bro. It's like AFL or whatever. It's like a it's spring, league, spring league football. It's not going to be the XFL? No, it's a USFL. USFL. You don't know about this? No. I come home I'm one day and he's like, a, I signed up for the USFL. I was like, what is this? I think the draft is like next weekend. Are you oh, going to wow. get drafted? Are you going to have a draft party? <laughs> Wait, did you see how they're doing the draft? I actually, I saw it on Instagram. You know I follow I the this. USFL now. Um, <laughs> I had to figure out what you're doing. So every round, they're drafting every position. Long snapper too, maybe? Yes. There you go. Every round, they're drafting they're every position. They're doing seven rounds, and every round, they're doing one person of each position. Huh. You think the long snapper's on like, the list? Though? Her team? I don't know. Like, how many teams are on this? Probably, in this right? I don't know. I Maybe per eight. team? I think there's eight. Eight teams? I'll send the job I think application. The long snapper is probably in there like in one round. No, it's in every round. I don't think a long, long snapper? Snap, I don't think a long snapper is. There's surely Because why would you it have seven long is. snappers on team? <laughs> 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 that <is> some depth. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> Uh, I know I saw long snapper on the first one. Seven long snappers, seven kickers, seven, yeah. seven yeah. Just a bunch of slappies standing yeah. around. Bro. Maybe oh, that's that not probably the you, could, you could you could make that. I mean, if there's seven of them, if you there's seven, you, you got a good chance. If not, I, mean, I, don't, I don't want to slander any long snappers out there, but bro, you could. Play some ball. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I you got a there is not hold up linebacker stature. If you can run and tackle, like that's such. There's a not a Nashville team, so let's not encourage this. Oh, there's not. You no, have to leave the family. No, the family would come with, dude. We're, we're making a big time. I'm trying to pursue a dream. Anyway, come on. We're trying wow. to pursue a dream. I, I really <laughs> think Charles should have a podcast with Bar Three. I'm just putting that out there. Bar Three. Are She's you here. Listening? Would you Check do it a out. pod name? I would have to get over my fear. Of myself. Like you just talked about. Yeah, she's like, hey, yes. what, do you, what do you think we're going to talk about? I would. Let's just say that. You got good things to say is what I'm saying. Thanks, Andrew. There's a lot of people who have podcasts that don't have. You need a bar things. three um, podcast and then you're going to need a mom podcast. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm scared of. I'm scared of losing my like identity. Mm. Yeah, you got it's this. always been, that's been uh, up there. a fear of yours that yeah. from the very beginning. Was like, yeah, that's another thing too. And I know we were, we were trying to <laughs> we're wrap like, it up. I'm trying to wind up. It's uh, something that I know I'm trying to like. There's really nothing I can do to prepare. Really, I guess. Um, but hearing about all the postpartum stuff mm -hmm. that really freaked yeah, Andrew out. Yeah, it's like a yeah. I know it's like a real thing. So it's just like, how do you even what What advice would you give? Today's episode is brought to you by Modern Fertility. You know me, babe, I'm a planner. I need to know what's coming up nowadays. I have to know when the kids will wake up, when we have to be to work, when we're traveling, what's for dinner. I gotta know it all. That's honestly just another reason why I love modern fertility because it helps us plan for kids. That's right. And you know what's coming up is Jet's first birthday. <laughs> and you know when we got pregnant with Jet, was it Drew's first birthday? Uh, yeah. So I'm 
I'm ready. Modern fertility has truly been a huge help throughout this phase of life and the planning of kids because planning for a family is truly the whole reason modern fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make the decision that's right for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash eastfam. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or even thousands of dollars it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash eastfam. That's modernfertility.com slash eastfam. We'll also link it down below. There's so many variables involved, but with Sean, I was like, all right, we're going to try to get you outside as much as possible, even mm-hmm. if you're just laying outside, like get sun, get fresh air. And then, because you're going to be sitting on the couch a lot, like probably watching Netflix, because it's just kind of While you're happens. feeding the baby. And I was and like, just, yeah. for the first six weeks, nothing but comedies. Like, yeah. you got to be laughing, like training that muscle, just like laugh, laugh, laugh as much as possible. Nothing horror, nothing sad, nothing scary, like just comedies. That would be my two things, which... <laughs> That's not like deep advice, but that's what I would do. say transparency. So like you all, you have to voice to Will what you're feeling and how you're feeling it. Even if it seems like, oh, I can't like listen to her feelings anymore. You'll start to hear, <laughs> you can, you can oh hear God. trends. Not again. <laughs> so like you can hear trends of like where she's at. So if she's constantly having a really, really hard time, then you would know that like it's time to Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick up help. Give her more space. Give her more like alone time. Everything. It's just there's so much demand on your body and on your emotions and on your mind and on your identity. It, it, it's a it's a fight at the beginning and you just kind of have to like work through it. But I would just say what we did because I I was very open. We've been very open in our relationship and on, on our podcast of like I struggled with eating disorders and mental health through like my career. Um so I was really scared about pregnancy and postpartum of how it would affect me. So we just agreed that I would be very, very transparent every single day of like how I was feeling. If I needed help, if I wanted to take an hour to go get my nails done, to have me time, it, I think you just have to like open that conversation. Don't feel like you have to do everything on your own. Cause yeah, you Cause sometimes I do feel like uh-huh. I can't ask, I can't ask for help, which is just all in my head. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you stay home for six weeks? Mm hmm. Pretty much, bro. Yeah. Will has plans to travel. I don't have plans to travel. <laughs> Overnight. I have like one, it's like one situation. It's like uh, one situation. I don't want to say I was locked in. Like, I, yeah, but you want to be readily, you know, available. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think it could be fun too. Like, hey, Will, how, like you get something to talk about. That's it's, true. It's a little That's adventure true. you could I w- share. I would just hey. like <laughs> advise that if you do leave, make sure someone is staying with you for help. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's one thing that we are trying to like really plan and dial in on, which oh, we, maybe we could get your guys' help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got all the references. Anyway, all right, let's just close this out. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for the time. Charles, pleasure. You crushed the podcast game. Uh, Will, always a pleasure talking to you. And uh, In a year, we want to have you guys back on to hear how oh parenting is going. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could talk with you guys all day. Yeah, okay. We're going to link Bustin' with the Boys, Charles' Instagram, Will's Instagram. Charles' new podcast. Ch- uh, Charles', is, Charles Instagram is way more like 
polished professional. <laughs> that yeah. is true. Wheels is just like a lot of, a, lot of reels. A, a hatchet a Photoshop. Thanks for the time. I appreciate Thanks, you guys. guys. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there, we don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.